Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, joined once again by Random Stats Guy Rando. What is doing? Mate, another great weekend of footy. Really keen to rip in today, share some stats, um, not only on the games going past, but also the players I thought that stood out. It was such a really tight round, and you know how I've got my rating system going on. Most players in the top 17 ranked over 80 points in that rating system, which is incredible wow. because that's just obviously um, all the points across each game. So unbelievable that we had such a high performing round. Mate, we're not here to fuck spiders. Let's get into that team of the week. For me at fullback, I went with Clint Gutherson. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a Dylan Edwards though. Who have you got at fullback? No, I definitely had Guffo there. Two tries and 196 metres with six tackle bus as well. I had drink, uh, sorry, drinky. Scott Drinkwater in his first game back as well. He was among my top three players in that Warriors-Cowboys game as well. He ran for 200 metres. Uh, same amount of buses, Guffo, a try and an assist too. Yeah, I don't think Drinkwater got the attention he should have on on our bloke in a bar. Uh, it's team of the weeks the other day now I think about it. Mate, uh, my wingers, I went Mulatalo from Cronulla and I went Corey Oates in a losing side to the Brisbane, uh, for the Brisbane Broncos. Who have you got? Yeah, you got to hand Oates the uh, winger spot there for a hat-trick of tries. Um, but I had the other winger for the Cronulla Sharks, Sione Katoa. Two tries, seven tackle busts, 154 metres as well. He played very well in that right sting. Yeah, Kempi went um, Katoa as well. Fuck, they, 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 that back line is unbelievable at the moment for the Sharkies. They're incredible. Mate, I've picked two centres from the same game. Have you picked two centres from the same game as well by any chance? I've uh, I've actually picked two centres from the from the games that the wingers have played. So two different centres from... Actually, Ramian is actually my main player, so yep. I'll spoil it there. But I also had Stags as well. Did you have Stags and Manu? I had Stags and Manu. I thought Manu was going to shit into your one, no? No, and I got so many messages um, blowing up on my phone saying, where's Manu? Where is he? Um, I obviously had Stags above him, 196 metres. Um, but I also had Ramian there. Two assists, one try, eight tackle busts, three offloads. Compared to Joey, he only had two tries, 
He only ran for 107 meters, but he yeah. did have those seven tackle busts. But I guess it was the running meters in the end that uh, kind of cost him. And also, um, but the two tries obviously gave him a bit of a rise as well. Yeah, obviously, Joey, from off the top of my head, he scored one of them. No, he scored both of them out of dummy half, didn't he? So he wouldn't have got a heap yeah. of meters for those ones. Mate, the halves, I thought this was really tough this week. And I'm not sure which direction you're going to go. I went six. I went Sam Walker from the Sydney Roosters. And seven, I went Jerome Hughes. I just thought they both came up with big moments in their games. But I've got a feeling your stats might shoot something out a little bit differently. Who have you got? Yeah, I've got Cam Munster here rated yep. around 90. He uh, had 15 runs for 160 metres as well as two assists. Uh, I also had DCE in the rain um, against Newcastle. 644 kicking metres, uh, two forced dropouts. That's what he's averaging this season, which is incredible. Uh, he also had 12 runs for 66 metres and an assist. But definitely Sam Walker and Nico Hines was a possible one as well. And I had Mitch Moses on my bench with obviously three assists to his name. Mate, just for future reference, for me, does big kick meters does that make do, does that make them hard to top when it comes to halves? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does. It is differential. Most kick meters are around that 400, 300 mark. So when you're kicking six hundred, mm. uh, let's say I'm, I might just um, divide the kicking meters by about ten percent for the points. So yeah, okay. each um, each meter is sort of like point one of a a point a rating point there. So. If you do kick long, you do succeed pretty well. Um, but he also had those two force dropouts. He had 20 tackles as well um, and the assist too. So that's what also helped DCE in that game. Yeah, I, I imagine the kicking meters must be a hard thing for you to balance out because obviously there's only there's normally only one or two guys that do it per team. And in most teams, there's one guy that does the majority. Mate, um, let's move to the front rowers. I went Payne Haas. Um, I assume on your ratings, you could just about pencil him in every single week. And then I went Jared Rea Hargraves. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you've maybe got a Regan Campbell-Gillard there, though. Who have you got? Yeah, and you're exactly right. I do have Regan Campbell-Gillard with his 241 uh, run meters um, and 104 post-contact meters as well as 37 tackles. But, of course, Payne Haas, I may as well just leave that creative spot right there for Payne Haas the whole season because I don't think anyone's budging him. I think he's had so many Team of the Week features for me. Um, absolute gun of a front row. Yeah, beautiful. I had Haas and then I had JWH. I had RCG on my bench, though, so I'll be interested to see when we get there who your other front rowers are. Uh, Hooker, mate, I went Damien Cook. I thought his running game was really good. I wouldn't be surprised if you've got Harry Grant there. Who have you got? Yeah, I've taken Harry Grant yep. here. He's uh, seven tackle bust, 98 metres a try and an assist. But Damien Cook, also a really good game. He had 102 run metres, um, killing it out of dummy half at the moment. Just probably lacked um, creating any points um, in terms of assists and a try. Now, mate, as far as back rowers go, there's a couple of names that I think could get a feature here. I had Aitken, Colum and Tungy, and I had Isaiah Papali'i. On my bench, I think I was probably a little bit harsh on Ola Kawatu. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes your team. I guess for feeder, he would also have to be up there just according to Supercoach stats and everything. Who have you got in your back row? My back row starts with Aiken as well as you. So eight tackle busts, 45 tackles, unbelievable performance as well as a try. I had David Fafita um, up there as my starting uh, back rower. Two line break assists on top of that amazing try. Yep. And 34 tackles without a miss. Um and also had Papali'i and Kaloa Matangi on my bench. So Ooh. pretty much pretty much the same sort of back row lineup. And I also had Ryan Madison in there as well with 31 tackles and 127 metres and a try. So he 
filled up my bench there with mostly second rowers, but Ola Kawatu as well, 33 tackles, no miss, a try, 130 metres as well. He was very unlucky to miss the cut because he scored right on 80, which was the cutoff. He missed Ryan Pappenhausen by 0.01 of a point. Yeah, wow. So so out of those back rowers, Ola Kawatu was the only one that missed. Is that right? Yeah, he was the 18th man. If So if yeah, Madison right. gets a head knock in my team, then he's back on the field. Yeah, beautiful. Let's move to Jersey 13. I went for Isaiah Yo here. I think this guy's sort of starting to head in the same direction as Payne Haas, as you can uh, pencil him in every week. Who have you got there, mate? I went uh, the Warriors lock, Josh Curran. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he played lock too. Uh, yep. Try 10 runs, 97 metres and 54 tackles um, there in the middle. So definitely gets my uh, tip of the hat for lock of the week. Now, mate, what's the exact makeup of your bench as in like how many front rowers, how many second rowers, how many utilities? What have you got this week? So usually I just go the top scoring forwards. I've now gotten rid of the hooker and half. I've made that just one position, obviously being the 14. So Mitch Moses is my 14. Yep. And then I've got Ryan Madison, Papali'i and Kaloa Matangi on my bench as second rowers, all second rowers. Yeah, nice. I had Mitch Moses on my bench. The other one I had was Nico Hines. How did he score in your system? Another player who was unlucky not to crack the team. He scored 80. So he was the next best half besides Moses, uh, Munster and DC. Fuck, that's a good week all round, isn't it? For, for all those scores yeah. and the guys that missed, it's bloody impressive. I know. And then, like, every time that I've come on here, I've had players in the 60s, uh, low 50s really ranked. They're mainly wingers, though. But everyone here up above 80. So a very tough team to crack. Very good. Sensational. I think I did all right there. What did I get? The A fullback, a winger, one of the centers. Didn't get the halves. That was a bed shit. Hooker, uh, hooker I missed as well, actually. Yeah, uh, the, the second row was pretty good, though. I'll take that, mate. Let's move to some of your stats from the weekend. The Newcastle Knights, they took on the Manly Seagulls. The Knights, unlucky with a heap of injuries, playing in a fucking monsoon up there. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's absolutely pissing down um, at Newcastle. A ground that the Seagulls don't like playing at. They've only mm. won four of their last 16. Make that five now, with this one being their biggest win in Newcastle in their history. And, of course, they did it without uh, uh, Turbs. Um, and it's also a random stat here as well that I picked up. It's the fourth time in five games at Newcastle we've seen a team kept to nil at half time. So we obviously saw the Roosters storm game where the Roosters were just kept to nil. Um, we had uh, Newcastle and the Cowboys where the Cowboys were kept to nil all game as well. The Tigers Knights and um, also this game here where the Knights were kept to, to zero against the Seagulls. I imagine, mate, that's, that must be a pretty rare one as far as uh, grounds go. You don't see that happen very often at all. So that's why I thought it was uh, quite an anomaly. Yeah, for sure. Mate, the game after that... Oh, no, sorry. The game on Thursday night, the early game Friday night. What a bad shit that was. Good God. Uh, The Warriors and the Cowboys. I actually had a bit of coin on this game uh, to be a draw at full time. So I was stoked with that one. 19 of the best. Uh, And when I have a look at these stats, it doesn't overly shock me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's the fourth game in five meetings. A, a field goal has been kicked between the Warriors and <laughs> the Cowboys. Out. I mean, like, that's almost Broncos-Cowboys lyrical um, way back, except I think those games were a bit more entertaining <laughs> than this in the sense of uh, not leaking in too many tries as we do see here between these two teams. Insane. And, mate, Sean Johnson grabbed uh, a little – well, he shares a little piece of history there. Yeah, absolutely. He became the second player in history to kick a field goal 
um, in Golden Point and also score a golden try. Now, there's only been one other player to do that, and that was Josh Reynolds back in 2016. I should have got you to answer that one. That Mate, been, I'm glad that you didn't because you could have given me a million guesses. I wouldn't have got anywhere <laughs> near that one. I'm trying to think when his Golden Point try was. Was, was. was that against Manly by any chance? Yes, yeah, that's I a thought, great yes. rugby league brain right there. It's still kicking over. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it goes through Turbo's legs or something, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of bed shits. <laughs> oh, fucking poor bastard. Good <laughs> um, that was a young Turbo too. God, that's that's almost disappointing that I um that I remember that. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move to the Friday night game. The Broncos took on the Roosters. Uh, pretty impressive game from both sides. Brisbane, good to see them bounce back. What have you got for me here? Yeah, absolutely. The Broncos started the game on fire and history tells us that usually when they're leading the Roosters at halftime, they've gone on to win every game of those um, at Suncorp. But this is the first time that history hasn't repeated in this occasion. And the Broncos went on to lose, um, of course, uh, 24 to 20 after having a 10 nil lead in the game. So first time in history, Broncos, succumbing a halftime lead at home to the Roosters. Mate, Joey Manu makes history. You still don't give him a fucking bait in the team. Unbelievable. I know, I know. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm copping it in the DMs as well. Ah, good, good, good. I love that. Mate, uh, Storm Raiders. Uh, Raiders pretty disappointing for p- performance. Uh, Melbourne good, but not fantastic. They're fullback. Um, I know that I had him in captain in my supercoach side, my draft side, and uh, he was on about 39 at half time, he then went up to 41 and then he went back down to 39 and that was where he finished. But uh, he's on his, he's on track to make a bit of history. I, I think this is unbelievable considering how it feels like this year there's been less points scored than the last few seasons. T- tell us about Pappy and the path that he's on. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll quickly share that I also lost a super coach game because I thought Pappenhausen was going to score double the <laughs> points that he did on the weekend as captain. Um, but yes, he is on track to create some history uh, he's currently averaging 12.2 points a game at the moment. He's on 61 points after five rounds. Um, and that's the exact same amount of points as Hazamel Masri um, was on. Uh, well, the same amount of points that Hazem scored um, or averaged, shall I say, throughout the 2004 season when he set the all-time uh, most points in a season record. Um, in fact, that... Out of the top three point scorers of all time, only um, jo- well, Brett Hodgson is the closest that comes to Pappy after five rounds. He'd scored 40 points at the same point, whereas Pappy is 21 points ahead of him. So he's off to a good start. If he keeps this momentum going, he might not even play Origin as well because there's so many bolters coming into that New South Wales team. We could see another record happen straight after Ruben Garrick. Fuck, he'll be sending a, um, a, a Christmas card to the Bulldogs, won't he, if he breaks it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think they're always on his Christmas card list, unfortunately. 20, I, I think it was 28 points the other day for Pappy on his own. Fucking insane. Crazy shit. Mate, the Dragons, Rabbitohs, uh, arch rivals here. Tell us about Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, Latrell obviously going down. has been uh, well uh, well um, talked about how much games he has missed for South Sydney since 2020. Um, I went back and uh, counted each game with a pencil and ticked off it everything that he could have been playing in. I'm not counting the one game he was rested last year by Wayne Bennett for because that's just an ineligible one. Um, 35 games out of a possible 60 games um, he could have played for South Sydney. So he's only played 58% of the games that um, he could possibly play the rest. 
um, has spent on the sideline either injured or suspended. So I'm sure a couple of South fans wouldn't be too happy with uh, uh, not seeing him as much on the field as we like. Yeah, and it's looking like a reported eight weeks or so uh, on the sidelines to come. So it'd be interesting to see if he is out for that long or if he makes an early return. Mate, uh, the Titans and the Parramatta Eels, you got one on uh, Mitch Moses here. Yeah, Mitch Moses is having a great start to the season. Another three tries, just as I mentioned earlier in the team of the week. That puts him on 10 for the season. And something that really astonished me was that he hadn't made 10 tries this all season back in 2020. He only made nine tries this according to the Fox Sports uh, lab. Uh, so absolute gun of a season and how he's turned his game around, similar to Dylan Brown, who wasn't too known for his tries this as well. They're both uh, putting it on for the Parramatta Eels. Yeah, well, mate, I imagine that if you got that set on Moses, the one on uh, Dill Brown must be unbelievable. I think he had two TAs. Uh, I think I heard every fucking commentator say it every week so far this season. <laughs> so, uh, mate, let's move to the Sharks and the Tigers. Uh, pretty disappointing game for the West Tigers. Coach, obviously under a bit of pressure. Madge, what do you got on him? Yeah, Madge came to Shark Park um, looking to try and break a uh, eight-year-long uh, drought at the venue. Um, he's only won once, and that was back in 2014. Um, so only one win from uh, six games at the venue. So unfortunately for him, nothing too great to, to strike back from, and he continues his woes with a 26-point loss at the hands of the Sharks. Another stat I dug up as well is I'm not too sure if you're a big fan of the knock-on effect cup, the New South Wales Cup, but the Magpies, the feeder club, are 0-5 as well, and we haven't seen an NRL side and a feeder club side, um, obviously basically go 0-10 in the first five rounds um, in, in, in recorded history. I had to go back to 2005 where the, the record stopped of um, the ladder and we haven't seen a, a club in so much despair than the West Tigers are right now. Good God, how bad is that? That is just slim pickings if you're trying to pick a team as well. I know they've made a few changes this week, but, um, geez, not much to pick from at the moment. No shining lights, unfortunately. Now, mate, I did – I'll interrupt you for a second. I did see something that I've never seen before in the uh, knock-on cup on the weekend. Um, I think it was the Mounties. They got a penalty – on their own try line in front of the sticks. Have, have you heard about this yet? I, I, I saw this. I saw this. It wasn't. <laughs> right. I'll let you tell the tale. <laughs> well, they decide to kick for touch, and they must have been kicking into a cyclone. The poor, I don't know who it was. Who would it be? The Was it Sam Williams? Would it have been the Mounties? No, no, it's Canterbury, isn't it? Who, who was it? No, no, Canterbury's got their own one. I think Mounties is Canberra. Oh, I thought, yeah, uh, I'll have to check that. I'm pretty sure Canterbury split theirs into two teams this year or something ridiculous. Anyway, the poor old halfback, he goes to kick for touch from under his own sticks on his own try line. The wind blows it dead into the in goals, and they had to do – is it a force dropout or a 20-meter dropout then? That is actually a good question because they stopped the footage straight away after I saw it, so I didn't get to see what the outcome was, but – Sure, the ref had to be quizzed for sure. Yeah, I, I, and, and if he got it wrong, I wouldn't hold him against him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I've never seen that. Someone kick for touch and the ball go dead. Unbelievable. Uh, mate, the last game of the week, the Penny Panthers taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. You got something on uh, Josh Adokar? What is it? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of punters out there who have put money on Josh Adokar to score a try in all of the games to start this season. He's now gone seven games without a meaty. 
That is his longest dry streak officially in his career, beating his six-game drought um, back in 2018, which was from round 22, um, including the prelims up until that grand final against the Roosters. So it's uh, dark days for Josh Adokart. The Bulldogs obviously one and uh, one and four to start the season, and he also hasn't scored a meaty in a while. Mate, and it's not through a lack of trying either. He's trying his guts out, isn't he, Fox? Yeah, absolutely. What's the what is your take on the yarn of playing him at fullback? Is that just a waste of him? I think people just saw him throw a pass in field and think he's got the ball playing skills to be one. Nah, for for me, he is uh, if not the best winger in rugby league, he's the second best winger in rugby league for me. So I wouldn't be moving him. I think the fullback chat. Um, yeah, I I I don't like it. I I, there's, I hate it when you see gun wingers become decent fullbacks. I just think it's such a fucking waste. I hate seeing it whenever AJ used to go back there. I hated seeing when Val Holmes went back there. There's nothing wrong with being the best winger on the field. It's incredibly important in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw that that try set up against Joe Stimson. He needed just a bee's dick of space, really. Yeah, And he and, was off and away. Yeah, for sure. And it's only been, what, five weeks. It's going to take time. He's had new, uh, you know, he's had Avarillo, he's had Naden. It's changed a little bit. They've had a different harvest pairing every week. I just think it'll take time for Canterbury. When it gels, they'll be flying. I think probably not flying, but they'll be doing better than what they are now. Um, mate, let's dive into round six. Interesting week heading our way. Thursday night, we have got the Canberra Raiders taking on the North Queensland Cowboys from down there in Canberra. Um, I have got no idea where to go here. I want to say the Cowboys have been the better side, but in Canberra. It just opens up a can of worms for me. Who have you got? Yeah, it's absolutely a real tough one here. And I'm going to have to give my uh, supporter bias here and go the Cowboys. They've won four of their last five Thursday night games as well. Um, so I'm going to say that they they get the job done here. But far out, it's been hard to get a gauge on these two sides this season. Mate, Cowboys at $2.45. That's not bad. That isn't bad. I know Canberra's a, a lot colder climate than our Townsville, especially yeah. this time of the year. But... Yeah, I don't mind it. I do not mind it. Cohen Hess coming back in the front row as well. I think Tal Malolo's been actually killing it so far. It's been very quiet. No one said too much, but he's been he's been doing his job um, of late and and statistically he's been performing really well that I can see. Um, but no one's talking about him either. So I think the the Raiders their middles are shot. So I think they find some um, they find some space up the middle of the Cowboys and Dearden and Townsend will have a field day, especially Drinkwater with yeah. some quick ball. Well, mate, I was just about to say, Tommy Dearden, he is in incredible form at the moment. And Drinkwater, he just adds another dimension to your attack. So, mate, 245, I don't mind that value. If it wasn't in Canberra, I wouldn't even consider them, to be honest with you. But we know what they're like down there. Mate, good Friday. Uh, it's going to be a great Friday by the look of it. We've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs at 4 p.m. Who have you got here, mate? Yeah, I, I just can't go past the Rabbits. I know they're missing Latrell. It's going to be a tight game. These um these ones usually are between the two sides. I don't think, uh, besides the last meeting on um, uh, Good Friday where the Rabbitohs beat them 38 nil, um, most of these games are one to twelve, and it's uh, both sides have won just as many games. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dogs put in an effort, but. I think Rabbitohs 1-12 might be the best bet. It could be a scrappy game without Latrell, but we'll see how it goes. You just mentioned Josh Adokar, of course, his junior club, the Laparoos Panthers. He's a South Sydney junior. Is this the game where he crosses over? What's your tip? Surely, surely he gets over. Um, I'm just thinking about the Rabbitohs. 
right edge defense. I said uh, there was a stat that Campbell Graham has missed 16 tackles so far this season that I heard recently. So he could be coming down that side and they could be attacking through there. Mate, the late game, Penrith Panthers taking on the resurgent Brisbane Broncos off the back of last week. Um, I said it on my podcast earlier this week. Personally, I think going to Penrith is the hardest road trip in rugby league. Now, the Broncos, are they any hope, mate? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mate, it's a hard road trip, especially if you haven't played there in six years. It hasn't been since 2016 oh, oh. since the Broncos ran on to Blue Bet Stadium. So it's gotten a lot more hostile as well oh, since God. then. Um, they haven't won a game in Penrith since 2009. Off the back of that, that's four losses in a row. So for me, I'm going to have to take Penrith. And without Payne Haas, geez, it's t- hard to tip the Bronx with this for this one. Mate, isn't it just credit to the Panthers that this Broncos team can push the Roosters to the absolute edge last week? And then the Panthers are a dollar and seven cents. Unbelievable. Mate, let's move to Super Saturday. Only two games on Saturday. The first one, Manly Seagulls and the Gold Coast Titans coming to you from Brookvale Oval. For me, uh, the home field advantage is massive. Where do you sit on this one? This one's a really tough one as well. No turbo. I've still got to remember that, but I understand Manly fans, how well you guys played against Newcastle. Don't have a short memory there. But the Titans love playing a Brookie. They've won their last three there. In fact, they haven't lost a Brookie since 2013 either. So there could be a boil over on the hands. And they've got to win a game after scoring 20 points one day. And I know this is going to be a lot of points in this one. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Titans win 36 to 30 or something stupid like that. It's going to be a very high scoring one at uh, Four Pines Park. So buy a ticket because you're going to see a lot of tries. Mate, personally, Titans games, I always go the overs into either team to win under 6.5. And I think you're absolutely flying there. The Titans, I think their worst defeat was last week. They lost by six. Uh, mate, they're, they're always there and thereabouts. They're happy to play try tennis with you. So I'm expecting some points there, and it could be a juicy one, Supercoach-wise. Late game, Saturday, game of the week, game of the season, in my opinion. Got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Cronulla Sharks down at Amy Park. Mate, $3.10 for the Sharkies. I cannot believe that. Where do you sit on this one? Oh, you got to be silly not to at least take the line with the Sharkies. of 310, that's got to be at least 10, 10 points um, handicap. Um, I think that's actually embarrassing um, or like an insult to the Cronulla Sharks and how they've been playing so far. I don't think they are a team that uh, should be um, that far down the ladder. I know that the Storm have won their last four games against them. So that's why I will lean towards a Melbourne victory, but... I know they won by 14 points as well, but it was a pretty ordinary performance from the Storm last week against the Raiders as well. So I'm going to take the Storm here, but I think it'll be a very tight contest. Could be a Storm. I see it like a Storm Eels sort of game as well. Mm. I feel like there's a sniff of an upset here. Mate, I reckon Craig Fitzgibbon would be making them well aware. They're at $3.10. That is ridiculous. you got Dale Finucane, you got Nico Hines coming back home. 
I am super excited for this one. It's going to be unreal. Mate, Sunday afternoon footy, we've got two games. First one's at 2 p.m. We've got James Tedesco's Roosters back at the SCG against the New Zealand Warriors. Roosters very short, $1.18. I know a lot of people will be very keen on Teddy as far as Supercoach goes in this game. Is this the bounce-back game? Is this the one we've been waiting for or what? Oh, wow. Well, you know what I'm most excited? The jerseys when they run out in those 2002 strips. Holy moly, my nostalgia. I'll be crying up, tearing up. Um, I think it'll be an absolute cracker of a game. I think the Roosters do get it done at home, to be honest. Um, But the Warriors, three in a row, haven't been the prettiest wins, but they they could put... They could put some pressure on the Roosters, but I think the Roosters have they've got to show a, a confident game, and I think they get that confidence game off the Warriors. Mate, I love the look of those Roosters jerseys, but that Warriors jersey, good God. It it just it's the nostalgia that came from that. Clinton Torpy, Stacey, Ali Lalatiti, I mean, that team was incredible, wasn't it? Mate, that was unbelievable. And you said it perfectly, saying the content team at the Warriors need a raise or something. That rugby league um, original OG intro into the jersey, uh, magnificent stuff. Unreal stuff. They're killing it over there, the Warriors. Sean Johnson as well, he's doing massive things in that sort of field. Mate, 4 o'clock that afternoon, the St. George of the Dragons, Newcastle Knights, coming to you from Wynn Stadium. Now, personally... I think this game is a this game is a must win for both clubs. The Dragons have been a little bit unlucky with Simbins. I think they're a better team than what they've shown so far. The Knights, they're missing a heap of guys. And if they lose this one, all of a sudden they roll into Parramatta and the Melbourne Storm. Their 2-0 record could be 2-6 before they know it. Must win for both teams. I'm sort of leading towards the Dragons. Where do you sit? Yeah, I mean, the Dragons have to find some sort of energy. And I think the home game advantage down there at our Wynn Stadium, the circling wins, um, if they come out, um, they're usually there all the time. So I feel like the Dragons, if they're going to do anything this season, it starts this weekend. Newcastle, well, they've lost three in a row as well. They started the season so well. And I think I think that game against the uh, Seagulls probably probably put a massive dent in their confidence if they hadn't already had a little bit of one, a little bit of confidence uh, downers as well. So I'm going to have to go the Dragons here. Hey, the rumour going around is that apparently Phoenix Crossland and Chris Randall are going to be ruled out with COVID. I don't know whether it's true or not yet, but if they lose Chrissy Randall, um, that is going to be a huge dent because it would have meant they probably would have played Crossland at nine. If they lose him, it means they're probably going to have to move Kurt Mann into nine, which... That is going to be catastrophic when you consider how they've been playing this year and the role that Kurt Mann is playing. As much as you're filling at hooker, losing him in that 13 role, that is going to be a massive loss for them. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't have Mitch Barnett there who usually fills in at 13 and has been doing a good job of that position when he needs to be in that spot. Kurt Mann, king of utility, plays play him anywhere. He'll do the job. He'll probably do the butt job, honestly, better than Crosland, in my opinion. But, yeah... You miss that 13 anchor. It's kind of like a, a Cam McInnes sort of situation for, for the um, the Knights as well. So uh, it is going to be interesting, but I just can't see. They just didn't look likely. I know it was monsoonal on Thursday night, but they just didn't look likely against the, uh, the Manly Seagulls and scoring points. Mate, Monday afternoon, footy. Cannot wait for this one. Four o'clock, Parramatta Eels taking on the West Tigers. Another team out to $9. Jackson Hastings returns. Uh, Madge has decided to drop half of his captains from this game. He's moved another one to 5-8 for Hastings. Uh, mate, the Tigers, it is just looking catastrophic. 
at the moment. Obviously, 0-5. It's not pretty. Are they any hope here or what? This Parramatta side, we mentioned some of their stats before. Their halves, their spine is just killing it at the moment. Yeah, and I think this is the game. It's going to be a sun. It's actually a very beautiful day in Sydney. Dry track, um, I think Parramatta. I think they'll be the first team to score 50 points this season, unfortunately. Um, I don't know what the game plan is, putting Brooks at 5'8 and Hastings on the other side. I know um, that's the way Madge has gone, but far out, geez. He's, he's also changed the nine too, which, you know, that's that's another guy that uh, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't, they've gone out and signed Appy for next year. Um, he obviously doesn't have any faith in Simpkins. He's dropped him so many times to then bring him back in. Personally, I would have thrown Jock Madden in, in, into the nine. I, I can't believe that he's not in this starting team now. It just, it just seems bizarre to me what's going on there. Gildart got dropped too. Mate, I actually thought he looked all right the first few weeks. It's just, it's crazy over there at the moment. And I just don't understand uh, Luke Gardner and centre. He just doesn't have a passing game. He's not going to set up Noffa Luma. I feel sorry for Noffa. His uh, try scoring rate's going to go down the drain, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, sticking with Gardner and dropping Gildart was a very interesting decision from Madge. And I'm not too sure how it will work out um, for him. But it just doesn't look likely for the Tigers this weekend that they turn their season around. I think it's going to be 0-6. Mate, it's a, it's a very bizarre... Uh... You know, two pairs of centers running out. You got Tommy Opachik, who's, you know, Mr. Vanilla. And then you got Murata <laughs> Niakora, who's, you know, obviously a back rower jumping out there at center. And then for the Roberts, for, for the Tigers, you've obviously got James Roberts. He would be the polar opposite of Tommy Opachik and another back rower in Luke Garner. Uh, very, very strange how this one's, how the Tigers have ended up where they are. I, I do remember last year when Niakora got moved out to the centers. Mate, he was close to the form center of the competition for a couple of weeks there, so he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think he'll be getting some uh, tips from uh, Talakai on how to transition from second row <laughs> to center because he is he absolutely killed it the last two games as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that transition goes. Maybe a few cutout balls we'll see to the wingers on the weekend. Fuck, you'd call in sick if you had to mark Talakai, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd be Every stinging for a HIA to be unreal. <laughs> Mate, um, thank you for joining us once again. We, we didn't get the opportunity to get you on last week. Two very busy, busy schedules. Glad we could have you on this week. Remind all the listeners, mate, if they're not already, where can they find Random Stats Guy? Mate, Facebook and Instagram. We've also got um, not only working with you as well, but Natty um, from Weekly Rubdown. We do our chase um, your losses sort of thing. We've been very successful last week, and I'm sure we're going to um, – we're ready to dig in this round, absolutely. So that will be really good. You can find that on Spotify and all uh, good podcasting apps as well. So Facebook, Instagram, at Random Stats Guy, and chase your losses um, on Spotify. Mate, I sat down with Natty this afternoon for about an hour or so. He's in fine form, so you better brace yourself. I'm sure as the sun goes down, he's got even more excited. Oh, absolutely. I hope he didn't crack too many beers with you on that, that chat, by the way. He's got to, he's got to back up here. <laughs> Mate, you don't want to see him on the back end. It is not a pretty day. I can speak from experience <laughs> there. Rando, mate, thanks for joining us. As always, thoroughly appreciate all the content and all the work uh, that you do, mate. Champion stuff for our game. Cheers, Guru. Guru, thanks for uh, having me on board. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 